had uh, $1,340 came in for that preacher so far. And uh, Shelly was going to send him a check tonight, but she must have got rained out too. But I got, so I think that was real good for our little church to help out that church down there south in Sarasota in the storm. But uh, sure thing. Yeah, yeah, he did. He's going to send some pictures and things so we can show everybody. I was talking to some people this week about pride and uh, being humble. And so tonight, if you would please, turn to Exodus chapter 10. Exodus chapter 10. Exodus chapter 10. I'm beginning to read verse 1. Exodus chapter 10, verse 1. And the Lord said unto Moses, Go in unto Pharaoh, for I have hardened his heart and the heart of his servants, that I might show these my signs before him. And that thou mayst tell in the ears of thy son and of thy son's son what things I have wrought in Egypt, and my signs which I have done among them, that you may know how that I am the Lord. And Moses and Aaron came in unto Pharaoh and said unto him, Thus saith the Lord God of the Hebrews, How long wilt thou refuse to humble thyself before me? Let my people go, that they may serve me. Else, if they refuse to let my people go, behold, tomorrow will I bring the locusts into thy coast, and they shall cover the face of the earth, that one cannot be able to see the earth, and they shall eat the residue of that which is escaped, which remaineth unto you from the hail, and shall eat every tree which groweth for you out of the field. And they shall fill thy houses, and the houses of all thy servants, and the houses of the Egyptians, which neither thy fathers nor thy father's fathers have seen since the day that thou were upon the earth unto this day. And he turned himself and went out from Pharaoh. And Pharaoh's servant said unto him, How long shall this man be a snare unto us? Let the men go, that they may serve the Lord their God. Knowest thou not yet that Egypt is destroyed? Pray with me, please. Heavenly Father, as we think about this great sin of pride and having a hard heart, dear God, I pray that you would help us tonight to learn of this great truth and how how much you love a person that has a humble heart. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. I love to read the, the, the events that God did before Pharaoh. One of the things he did, he sent frogs, and uh, Pharaoh came on, uh, Moses went into Pharaoh, and he talked to him, and Pharaoh entreated him to get rid of the frogs. And he said, all right. So he got rid of the frogs. He said, how long do you want me to, when do you want me to get rid of the frogs? He said, tomorrow. <laughs> and I thought about that many a time. They, instead of saying right now, he said tomorrow. <laughs> and as a preacher preached a sermon one time, one more night with the frogs. <laughs> I never will forget it. But anyhow, in reading this story of Pharaoh, it's 
hard to understand when you first read it that God says in His Word that God hardened Pharaoh's heart. But what makes the difference is in verse 3, And Moses and Aaron came into Pharaoh and said unto him, Thus saith the Lord God of the Hebrews, How long will thou refuse to humble thyself before me? So, and so if you go to Proverbs chapter 6, verse 16 through 19, God lists seven things that God hates and are an abomination to him. Listen to these. A proud look, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart devises wicked imagination, feet that be swift and run into mischief, a false witness that speaketh lies, and he that soweth discord among the brethren. In all of those that he lists there, the number one is a proud look. Now, notice again in Proverbs 16, verse 5 and 6, Everyone that is proud in heart is abomination to the Lord. Though hand join in hand, he shall not be unpunished. By mercy and truth, iniquity is purged. And by the fear of the Lord, men depart from evil. Now here in Exodus, the Exodus of the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt. Joseph is dead. A new Pharaoh arose to be king over Egypt, who knew not Joseph and began to persecute the children of Israel. God spoke to Moses, now a grown man, and said, I want you to go down into Egypt and tell Pharaoh, let my people go. Now, Pharaoh is a picture of every proud-hearted sinner. He said, I will not bow down. I don't care what God says. I won't do it. Now, I know a lot of people just like that. Many people today say about the same thing. Who is Jehovah God? Why should I bow down to Him? I'm a free moral agent. I'm the captain of my own ship. I'll do as I please, when I please, where I please, and nobody can stop me. Pride makes a person say no to God. Now, I'll not not trust Christ. I'll not bow my knee. I'll not worship Him. Pharaoh thought he could fight against God and win. And I have a sermon that I got a long time ago. You can't fight God and win. Amen? Now, one judgment after another came. The rivers were turned to blood. God sent frogs to cover the land. God sent dust off the earth to fill every place. God sent lice. God sent a swarm of flies and cattle began to die. Then God sent soil boils on men and beasts. Then God sent hail and fire. It ran along the ground. Then God sent locusts, the evergreen plant. Then God sent darkness so thick you could feel it. And finally, God sent death to all the firstborn of Egypt. Ten times God dealt with Pharaoh, and still God asked him this question. How long will I refuse to humble thyself before me? There are four things that stand out in this question that God asked Pharaoh. God's purpose, number one. How long will thou refuse to humble thyself before me? Now, God's purpose for Pharaoh was the same purpose he has for every sinner. I want us to learn to humble ourselves before him. 
That's God's purpose. Now, let me show you what I'm talking about. Turn over to Ecclesiastes, one of my uh, pleasure books, as I call them, in the Bible that I just love to read. But in the last two verses of Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes 12, verse 13 and 14, now God has talked to Solomon and he told him all the great things on this earth. He comes down to the last two verses. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. <clears throat> Fear God, keep His commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. For God shall bring every work into judgment, <clears throat> and every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. In other words, God's purpose for every human being is, number one, to fear God. Number two is to keep His commandments. And that's His whole duty on the face of this earth. Now, God is humbling Pharaoh. And I'm talking about people that just won't humble themselves before God. John 3, verse 17. For God sent not His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. God's purpose is not to destroy people, not, not to condemn them. The Bible makes it plain God's purpose is to save men's souls. And God can only save people when they humble themselves before Him and say, Yes, Lord Jesus, You died for me. I'll bow. I'll receive You. I'll trust You as my Savior. I cannot save myself. I said Sunday, and I've said it many times before, uh, we got an idea going across this country that all you have to do is say a few words and you can be saved. Just quote Scripture and you can be saved. No. You have to humble yourself before God and receive Him as Savior and ask Him to save you. In James chapter 4, verse 6, But He giveth more grace, wherefore He saith, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. Now it's God's purpose in for every sinner, same as it was for Pharaoh, to humble us and cause us to call upon Him for salvation in Christ Jesus. So God has a purpose. God has a plan. God has a plan for every human being. And God's plan for Pharaoh, God's plan for Pharaoh was to humble him and set him out, and he set out to do just that. First, God turns the river into blood. When that doesn't work, God does something else. He sends frogs in the land. Frogs are not everywhere, in bed, in the kitchen, in the table, in the living room. Everywhere you look was frogs. When that didn't work, God went to, uh, on to try eight more things to humble Pharaoh. And after the judgments of God, would God would ask Pharaoh, How long would I refuse to humble thyself before me? Now, will I have to send something else? Dr. Billings, Dallas Billings, had a sermon he entitled, God will let anything happen to you to keep you out of hell. And I've thought about that sermon. I've got, I read it and I've studied it very carefully over the years. And I think about it a great deal. Dr. Billings said, and he had 17,000 members there in the Akron Baptist Temple in Akron, Ohio. And I get this. He said many of them had to come by the way of trouble. That is... God had to send trouble into their lives to bring them to Himself and to Christ for salvation. Now, I know this. God loves everybody. Amen? He loves me and you. 
God wants you to be saved. And God will go to any means to save you. That's what uh, he was doing with Pharaoh. Uh, God got, uh, he gets no delight in turning water into blood or sending lies or hail or fire or flies. God's heart was broken to have to kill cattle and firstborn and cause man and beast to break out into soul bowls. God does not delight in to punish people. God does not delight to cause trouble for people. But God will rather have you to go through all kind of trouble in this world and stay out of hell. Let me show you what I'm talking about. Turn over to Matthew now, chapter 5. So many people that I've talked to over the years I don't understand what's happening to me, preacher. What's going on? Why would God allow this? Listen to this. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 29, If thy right eye offend thee, plug it out, cast it from thee. For it is proper for thee that one of thy members should perish, and not that thy whole body should be cast into hell. Verse 30, If thy right hand offend thee, cut it off, cast it from thee. For it is proper for thee that one of the, thy members should perish, and not that thy whole body should be cast into hell. What he's saying here is, it would be better for bad things to happen to you, to humble you, to get you to stay out of hell. And God would have, rather have trouble uh, to send to you and you to be saved than you not to have trouble and go to hell. Now, it just could be God is trying to humble a person when they think about this, I know this, God has a purpose. God has a plan for everyone. And then God's purpose is to save your soul. God's plan is to bring you to His, to your knees. I believe that's what God is trying to do to America today. Why do you think God allowed the Supreme Court to uh, take Bibles and prayer out of schools and let women abort little babies lie? Why would any intelligent lawmaker make a decision to do away with the penalty of death to murderers and encourage crime? Now, you think about it. No one can explain what has happened in this country today except God is saying, I will bring you down to your knees. God is saying, if you won't listen to blood in the water, if you won't listen to lice and flies, then I'll send you locusts. <clears throat> if you won't listen to locusts, I'll send death to you, cattle. Then I'll send hell, soul boils. And you think about that. When I think about soul boils, I think about cancer and AIDS and so on going on. No matter what it takes, God said, I'll do it to humble you before me. God says, I'll bring you down. So God has a purpose. God has a plan. But I thank God for this. God has patience. If God wanted, he could have destroyed Pharaoh and Egypt any time. God didn't have to st- stop and ask the question, How long will thou hum- refuse to humble thyself before me? If God wanted only to uh, punish Pharaoh, he would have to simply send one uh, judgment after another until there wasn't any more Egyptians. But after the judgment, God gave Pharaoh an opportunity to humble himself. God has no delight in the death of the wicked, the Bible said. Now, I love 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9. Now, listen to this one verse. 
chapter 3 of 2 Peter, verse 9. The Lord is not slack concerning His promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. I love that part there where it says, but is long-suffering to us. I've thought about it many times. God let me live till I was 26 years old before I got saved. And He let me go through a lot of things I wish I hadn't went through. But finally I got to the place I wanted the Lord. Now how many of us ever prayed, Oh God, if you would just take care of this one problem and get me back well again, I'll make sure that I do my best. I'll come to church. I'll be a member. I'll be a soul winner. I'll be the best daddy. I'll be the best mama God has ever seen. I heard this story of an atheist who stood before a congregation and said, If there is a God, I dare Him to strike me dead within 60 seconds. Then he took his watch and began to count of the seconds. Some of the people fainted. Some thought in 60 seconds he would be dead, and they waited. And when the 60 seconds was up, they said, You see, I told you there was no God. Then a sweet little Christian lady stood in the rear of the building and said, You cannot exhaust the patience of an infinite God in 60 seconds. That's a good one, amen? Now, surely, in this story of Pharaoh, anyone can see not only the purpose of God and the plan of God, but you can surely see the patience of God also. Anyone here uh, is saved, could stand and say, God sure has been patient with me, amen? Now, God is still waiting on some today. And I thank God, the Bible says, His mercies are new every morning. Then, fourthly, we have God's power. Now, look at this question again, one more time. How long will thou refuse to humble thyself before me? Now, I don't think sometimes we really understand just who and how powerful God really is. Psalms 115, verse 3. But our God is in the heavens. He has done whatsoever He has pleased. Amen? I think about that a great deal. People, God, they think they they can manipulate God. But the Bible says He has done as He pleases. In Luke 1, verse 37, For with God nothing shall be impossible. In 2 Chronicles 25, verse 8, For God has power to help, and to cast down. Proverbs 8, verse 29. He appointed the foundation of the earth. And I could read on and on and on the scriptures of the awesome power of God. Then some little weak, sinful person will stand up and come along and say, I'll not humble myself before God. You just don't understand. God will humble you. It's just a matter of time. God has a purpose for you. God has a plan for you. God has plenty of patience to deal with you. But God also has plenty of power to overcome you. Why would you wait to go to jail? Like some people I know. I never will forget this. A lady came here to church years ago, and she was always doing something crazy. I mean, she called me here once in a while and uh, wanted me to come get her out of jail. Uh, One time she stole... She put a penny behind the, the, the electric meter and was stealing electricity from the county. 
And that's against the law. You know? And not only was she giving it for herself, but she's furnished her next door for electric too. And they come out and found her, put her in jail. I went over there, and she called me and said, Would you come, Bridget? I went over there to see her, and she was walking around there behind that big old fence. She said, Preacher, if you just help me get out of here, I'll never do anything like this again. I'll never do it again. And you get out, and here she goes. She'd do something else crazy. And it just on and on and on. Now, here's what I'm saying. God will work with you. He has power. He has patience. Now, a pastor gave a 20-year-old young lady the plan of salvation in his church. And he tried to win her to Christ. And she wouldn't. She said, I'm not going to get saved, but I'm going to wait. I'm, I'm going to get saved, but I'm going to wait a little longer about it. The pastor said, let me uh, specify about this. When will you trust Christ as your Savior? She said, I don't know, but not now. The pastor said, let's settle on something now. Will you get saved in 30 years? Will you trust Christ then? Well, I wouldn't say 30 years. I might die before then. The pastor went on, all right, he said, will you trust him in 10 years from now? No, I don't want to say that. I'll wait 10 years because something could happen to me before 10 years. How about 8 years or 6 years or 2 years? Just tell me when you make a definite decision about Christ. He kept bringing it down to a week and she finally saw the foolishness in waiting. She said in tears, I want Christ now. Now here's what I'm trying to say. God has a purpose for every one of us. God has a plan for us. God has patience. God is all-powerful. And why would you not humble yourself now? <clears throat> I was listening to uh, Mrs. Clinton on this. I laughed till I thought I'd die. As she got up on that. Now, she's going to speak for the Democratic Party. And I, I said, what in the world has she got to say? And she got in on national TV now and said, all these people are too stupid to understand what they're voting for. Now, if that ain't pride, I don't know what is. Well, why do you think she's in the case she's in now? Then nobody's ma everybody's making fun of her. It's because of pride. Now, here's what I ask people to do all the time. I lay down my weapons. I don't want to fight anymore. I'll receive you now as my Savior. Amen. I'm not going to fight against the Lord. I'd rather humble myself and ask Him, Lord, you take care of it. I, there was a preacher got mad with me years ago, and, there was, and he said some bad things about me. And everybody said, why don't you retaliate, preacher? You know you didn't do that thing. We know you didn't do those things. And why don't you retaliate? I said, I don't do that. I don't fight my battles. I'll let God do them. And guess what? He did. He's in heaven. Amen. And his wife is bitter. I mean, she just turned bitter. And her, his son in jail. And I could go on and on. Everything that happened to that family. I wonder what would have happened if I would have fought against it. If I would have uh, retaliated and started an argument 
with, with him. And, uh, and it went all across the country. And I never will forget it. And I said, no, I'll turn over to the Lord. And God said He will take care of it. And brother, He will too. I'd rather humble myself and pray and seek God's face and say, Lord, I love this man. I'll pray for him because I remember the good things that he did. Amen? And that's the way I want to keep it. And so, learn to humble yourself and that's where the blessing of God comes in. Stand with me, please. Father, we see Pharaoh and into his life and he still had such pride that he defied you. Every time I see that verse, dear God, where you said, you hardened his heart. Yeah, after ten times of trying to get him to humble his heart, an old woman refused your dealings with us. And we see definitely that you're dealing with us to humble us before you. And we refuse That's a dangerous place to live. Help us, dear God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for being here tonight. And it's good rain. I think. I'll be coming.